It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744, 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com, use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com, and by William Hill. Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. Yeah, we're just past the 8 o'clock hour. It is Sports X Radio coming your way live from beautiful Las Vegas on the airwaves of KDWN AM. Uh, 740 as well as 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. You can find us streaming on the World Wide Web on the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y for all of you those, those not here in the beautiful Las Vegas Valley. I am Chris Wynn, co-hosting and also guest hosting. For the Grinch, Ken Thompson, as he is off tonight. Uh, I got a chance to uh, hear the uh, waxing poeticness that was Mark Hoke and Andrew Fishfane on Monday. And now you get a little bit of uh, Chris Wynn. And our Tuesday uh, main guy, who we love having on, is a friend of the show, does a tremendous job, and is our, our favorite insurance agent here in Las Vegas. That's uh, Rob Ricci from Farmers Insurance joining us here live in the studio. Rob, we really appreciate spending some time on your midweek with us. Great to be here, Chris. It's uh, been a, a nice uh, week leading up to football, a lot of excitement going on, uh, so it's great to, great to be here. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, the NFL, the big game is set, my friend. Super, the Super Bowl will go down just, uh, just across the border. Over here in Arizona, in in Glendale, as the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs will face off in the Super Bowl in just short of two weeks. Of course, Mark Hoke uh, is showing the wings, doing f- doing a little flying in the studio, Rob, uh-huh. as uh, as Philadelphia goes back for the uh, uh, the, guy, the This is a team that's gone back, you know, multiple times here right. in in uh, in recent years, and. Uh, you can you can call it a lot of things, right, Rob? You can call it the the, the Kelsey Bowl. You can call it the Andy Reid Bowl, and uh, because you know, obviously, Andy was the guy that was the coach there for that uh, magical season, led by, of course, Nick Foles in that Super Bowl where they were able to capture the championship. So, all kinds of quality storylines, my friend. Absolutely, and I. Oh, uh, is it Doug Peterson that was coach? Okay, but Andy Reid, a number, a large, a, right. a, a, a ton of years there. Acquired so many great yeah. players there, and I had to remind Ken on his show in November. I predicted the Chiefs would, Andy Reid and the boys would go and beat Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. So 
I'm, I'm, uh, the hardest part's there. They actually are going to meet each other. It's a great game. Two great teams. I, I think you could arguably say that the two best teams, you know, Buffalo, Cincinnati, San Francisco, they're all great teams as well. But uh, I think we got the two best, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I think the line is going to tickle right around one when it's all said and done. Yeah, no question about it. We'll talk about that because it is interesting how that's kind of shook, shook out from a sports gambling standpoint and that line for the Super Bowl coming up. And uh, loaded show today, by the way, Rob. we got all kinds of stuff going on. We'll have a live interview in the, the top of the second hour with the East-West Shrine Bowl representatives. Either Al- Eric Galco or Bob Roller will come on. We'll talk a little bit of college bowl games as well, too. And uh, we have our regular segment, When Rob Comes In, where we get a chance to have you know two, two new listeners and we, we find out about their favorite sports teams and their favorite rock bands. It's always good stuff. And uh, in, in, there's going to be also a great interview that uh, Mark got a chance to sit down with Tony Khan and uh, have an interview with him. Obviously, you think about Tony, you think about the Jags, you think about Fulham FC, but you know what you also think about? AEW, baby! Right. You think wrestling. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to hear Mark get a chance to t- talk to Tony. That will be in the second hour as well, too. We'll definitely hit up the Richard Badge and Finley Toyota studio, uh, uh, scoreboard as well, too. Kind of a light night in, on the college hardwoods out there. It was a matchup in Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse as the Jayhawks hosted their in-state rival, the Kansas State Wildcats. And Kansas was able to come away with a win in that game. And there was also a matchup uh, between, with Vanderbilt and Alabama. Alabama just lay waste, Rob, to the Vanderbilt Commodores down there in, uh, in, in Tuscaloosa. It was uh, pretty impressive uh, what they were able to do. They, they ended up winning by 50-plus in that game. So, And, of course, here locally, UNLV was up in Colorado taking on the Colorado State Rams. The Rams, a short favorite in that tilt. They were a three-point favorite, I believe, that closed out before tip-off. UNLV, it it just went final as we went on the air, was a, uh, I believe, 11-point winner. I want to say 83-72 was the final. I'll check it out, uh, and we'll go over, of course, the uh, number of other scores. Obviously, the NHL is in the midst of the All-Star break, getting ready to check out the All-Star game on Saturday down in Sunrise, Florida, home of the Florida Panthers. Congratulations to both Chandler Stevenson and Logan Thompson, both here with the Vegas Golden Knights making All-Star appearances there. So, uh, so again, kind of a light, light, but there's all kinds of stuff off the field, Rob, that we can jump into with respect to sports that is going on and a, a lot of things to talk about on that front, no doubt. Yeah, and uh, Ken always gives me homework, so I do want to welcome my two new listeners. Um, they're both bartenders at uh, Mikasa Mexican Restaurant there at Silverton. And the uh, first one's Jay Carpenter. Uh, his favorite team is a little controversial. It's the Washington Capitals. You don't hear that much in this city. And then his favorite band's Counting Crows. Um, then Tony Burgos, also a bartender there. Favorite team, the L.A. Dodgers. And his favorite sports team is our rock band is the Eagles. I almost said his favorite sports team is the Eagles, too. But no, the band, the Eagles, uh, both good choices. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad. I When they uh, people heard that Ken wasn't hosting, I almost had about 100 new listeners. But, yeah. I, but I knew we wouldn't have time. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll save Come it for the future. Come on now. The Grinch is beloved across <laughs> the board. We can't get enough of that man exactly. on the airways, my friend. Exactly. But, but uh, yeah, good stuff. Thanks, thanks Rob, for that. Uh, definitely. And uh, we were talking about the Super Bowl, right, and talking about, Uh, Obviously, you know, what's going to transpire here in the next week and a half. There's going to be discussions regarding injuries on that injury front and all that. But off the field, big news that went down just today with respect to head coaches in the NFL. Yeah, Sean Sean Payton now uh, with the Denver Broncos. I think it's a win-win for all all concerned. It's a great franchise. And um, 
I think if Sean Payton's going to revive, you know, he's had a great career, don't get me wrong, but if he's going to revive and get back to the level he was at, he's in a great spot. And another interesting hire, too, is D'Amico Ryans, right? A, A solid solid performance as the defensive coordinator in San Francisco with the Niners, despite the fact that they, you know, get knocked off by the Eagles last weekend. He's been a highly sought after coach. He goes back to Houston. He was a player in Houston for a long time, made made his bones really there as a player with the Texans in Houston. So kind of interesting to see that transpire with him going there. It's, it could be tough sledding though, Rob, I'm going to tell you it could be because that is a job particularly in recent years, right, the last three, four, five years, where it seems like, and I could be wrong, but it seems like coaches go there to get fired, right? Coaches go there for like one or two years, and all of a sudden they're out of a job and, and, and looking for their next gig elsewhere, my friend. You know, since the Deshaun Watson uh, controversy, they, they haven't got it right at the quarterback position, and you got to start there, and their offense is anemic at best. They've got the good rookie running back. But, uh, hey, maybe they start on the defensive side of the ball with this guy and uh, go from there and maybe get a, a new identity. Uh, their division isn't really that tough. So, um, you know, they could make some noise, but uh, it is going to be a tough road. Uh, interesting uh, details, too, Rob, regarding that Sean Payton to Denver situation. Obviously, he's still, you know, there's still a tie to the New Orleans Saints there, right? So there's going to be some type of compensation. That compensation apparently appears it will be the Saints will receive the Broncos 2023 first round pick, which is number 29 overall, and their 2024 second round pick for Peyton and the Saints uh, two, 2024 third round pick. So uh, the Broncos are going to get, look, it, it's two seasons in a row, Mr. Rob Ricci, where the Denver Broncos had made a splash. Last year, of course, it was a situation where you you know they traded two first rounds and two second round picks for Russell Wilson. Obviously, we've kind of seen how that's all worked out and and uh maybe the jury's still out regarding Russell Wilson there in Denver, especially now that Sean Payton's there. But uh two seasons in a row, the Denver Broncos have made big time moves that that uh have kind of shook the uh foundation of the offseason in the NFL. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, you know, you know the Broncos, um, gosh, Wilson was, was so highly touted. And you just wonder if uh, he had any impact at all in the decision. You wonder if they asked Sean Payton, what do you think of Russell Wilson? And, um, of course, their one running back got injured early. Their offense is loaded, I mean, with talent. Now, mm-hmm. they didn't uh, play that way, but their offense is loaded. And with a guy like Sean Payton, that could be uh, dangerous, but yet, that old AFC West is a pretty doggone good division. And we ask ourselves, right, why does this make sense for a guy like Sean Payton, right? And, and the sentiment is this, is that the guy loves a challenge, right? That's, it's almost, that's one of those things that he he's, he's always one of those guys that's you know, fond of saying crisis over carnival, you know, referring to how a, you know, a team will respond you know, to weekly tests that come up during the season. This isn't a guy that necessarily you would think is going to take one of those gigs where you've got a perennial Super Bowl contender, you know, and and he's going to kind of jump on the train and just be part of it. He's someone that likes to go in there with maybe a, a team that is just on the verge or just needs a couple of pieces and likes to be a part of that. That's kind of the way that Sean Payton rolls. And that was clearly evident, obviously, in right. New, New Orleans. Orleans with the Saints where, you know, they're able to win that Super Bowl over the Indianapolis Colts and – it was, uh, you know, in what was, you know, you had all that drama going on, obviously, around that time because of, of uh, Hurricane Katrina and everything that transpired there. But uh, 
that's this is the mo that is Sean Payton as a coach and and the approach he likes to take as far as uh, his career moves. Yeah, like I said, I think it's a win win. I, mm-hmm. I think no question about it. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, as we'll see how you know, we'll see how it shakes out there in Denver with him That's why they as play the, the head game. coach. That's why they play the games. And look, we uh, we had all kinds of intrigue, didn't we, when it came to the AFC West before la- before last season started? And I can imagine it's going to be for very much the same. And uh, we're going to get into that on the other side of the break as far as options, right? And, right. and what I'm talking about, Mr. Rob Rishi, is quarterbacks. Where are they going to go? Where are some of the big names going to end up? Is the GOAT in Tom Brady, TB12, headed elsewhere? Or is he headed to retirement? Or is he headed to the TV studio? Aaron Rodgers, what is his future as far as either the Green Bay Packers, an NFC team, or an AFC team? We'll definitely dive into that. Um, and, of course, there's other you know big-time, high-profile players that will be looking, with, uh, looking for new places and new faces. So, it's going to be interesting in the offseason. Look, we, we still have one football game to go. Still have the Super Bowl to go. And, and uh, as I pointed out, storylines are going to be plenty and fast and furious. And uh, it's always a fun time, Rob, when, uh, when the, uh, the calendar turns past the, 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 first, the first Sunday. Where, where it turns past the Pro Bowl, which will be, of course, here in Las Vegas. Flag the Pro football Bowl this festi- year. The Pro Bowl festivities. The but Carnival. once it's over, right, and you get media week, during the Super Bowl, that's where things kind of get ramped up as far as, you know, the whole uh, situation with the football game and as well as, you know, because everything is centered around Super Bowl week and being in that, in that space, everybody wants to talk about stuff that not, has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. And that has, you know, that's player movement, that's coaches movement, that's, you know, which teams are going to emerge, which teams are going are gonna to fall and slip. And here in Las Vegas with the Raiders are going to be smack dab in the middle of all that. Right. And so it's going to make it very interesting. So it's SportsX Radio coming your way live here on a Fat Tuesday. I'm Chris Wynn in for Ken Thompson, co-hosting Rob Ricci, joining us here live from Farford Insurance. Uh, you, 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 you want everything that uh, you need to know when it comes to home, when it comes to life insurance, when it comes to renter's insurance. Rob Ricci is our guy. We're, gonna, we're definitely going to be talking about some aspects of that, too, as well, as we weave in some sports topics. It's Sports X-Radio coming away live. We're here, here at 101.5 on the FM side, 720 on the AM side, KDW on the talk of Las Vegas. And you can also find us streaming all over the World Wide Web on the Odyssey app. We'll take our first break. Come right back. It is Sports X-Radio on your Fat Tuesday. There it is. SportsX Radio coming away on a Fat Tuesday live, 101.5 on the FM side, 720 on the AM side, KDWN. Talk with Las Vegas and also streaming on the Odyssey app. Chris went in for Ken Thompson on your midweek. And uh, Mark Hoke taking care of our co-host here live in studio because that is an iconic band, my friends. You cannot go wrong with a little kiss, can you, Mr. Rob Rishi, when you're, when you're talking about some of the big-time bands in our history. Absolutely. And I, I always thank Mark for that. And um, he just played the second best national anthem. Of course, we all know the best national anthem, and that's our United States. But it's always great to hear them. And um, 
you know, they they do a song Detroit Rock City. I'm I'm sure you like that for certain reasons. But, yes, sir. Uh, you know, you you know the deal on that. I mean, yep. you you know you know my backstory. There, a- absolutely. Bro. So uh, great to hear Kiss again. No question about it. And uh, as we look ahead to uh, this this coming week and the next couple of weeks. No question, there's going to be a lot of NFL talk, right? Obviously, because we're leading up to the Super Bowl. Two teams remain, Rob, but there now is an offseason for the rest of the league. And so it is intriguing as all get out, isn't it, that we have some big-time names that could be moving or could be retiring. And those names, of course, uh, at the top of the list are people like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. When you're talking about quarterbacks that can impact franchises and can possibly take you – to playoff heights and beyond, it's it's becomes a big deal when they're they have the possibility of moving on or 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 changing franchises. That's definitely the case when you talk about Tom Brady. Now, it's interesting, right, Rob? Because it, for all intents and purposes, it, he is considered to be the greatest quarterback of all time. I personally don't think he's the best NFL player of all time. I think there's a, a, a few, there's a handful of others that are better than Tom. But he has absolutely been unreal for two franchises and has been a difference maker. Obviously, in New England for all those years and all of those championships. And then even going to Tampa, going to a franchise that really wasn't necessarily relevant since 2002. And that, that and I happened to be down in Florida at the time covering that team. It was, uh, you know, that was a defensive, just stalwart type of team. And the offense was just along for the ride. It was really kind of cool to see Tom Brady go there and be a big part and be someone that could lead that team back to the promised land, i.e. winning a Super Bowl there. So, obviously, and, and doing it at the age he's doing it, right, Rob? You and I, uh, as, as people who are, uh, you know, in our... I would call us middle age, my friend. When you, when, when you, we're not older; we're more experienced. We're, we we have a, a ton of life experience, right? Right, sir. Right. Uh, you, myself, and Mark Hoke over here in the studio. We are so we are uh, well familiar with what Tom Brady's facing is f- from from a life standpoint, right? As far as where he is in his life, it's rather extraordinary to see him doing this. You know, at the when he's you know floating towards his fifties, he's still. A top-tier quarterback in the league. He's still able to go out there and put up numbers. He's still be able to be effective. And so, therefore, <clears throat> leading into this offseason, we have a guy who has options. And it's not just about going maybe to the television booth. It's not just about you know go- going off into the sunset in retirement. He has legitimate options and places he could go where he could still make a difference. Yeah, and I, I think for discussion purposes, we'll assume yeah. Derek Carr will not be back. I, I, I like Derek Carr a lot, to be honest with you. But this is the first time ever the entertainment capital of the world needs a quarterback. And that's a different animal. You know, every yeah. year people speculate. But this is Vegas. And one thing Vegas needs on their team more than anything is to build that fan base. You know, we have so many visiting people Sometimes we barely, if at all, have a home field advantage. So when you talk about Brady, when you talk about Rodgers, would they build a fan base? Would they create some new excitement? And the reason I say yes is because of what Tom did in Tampa. I'm just astounded. In fact, he did so well, you almost sometimes forget he was a Patriot. It's just amazing. So I think we need something to spark that fan base, light up the city of Vegas in the NFL, and, and compete on a different level. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people and a lot of NFL fans and even fans of the Patriots, when they heard about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, what was your first reaction? I know my first reaction. I absolutely thought back to Joe Montana and the situation of him going to Kansas City. I thought, okay, he's going to be in the league still. He's going to ride it out. He's going to ride it out. He's not going to do anything spectacular. He he might have a couple decent years statistically, but he's not going to turn the Buccaneers into a Super Bowl champion. And I I didn't, at the time, to be honest with you, I didn't think he was going to turn the Buccaneers into a playoff contender (laughs) in the NFC. So that was kind of extraordinary to kind of see what he did there. And that was when he was, what, 43, 44 years old, right? Right, right? Where he made that transition. Now he's a little bit older, and we still have, a, we're having a serious conversation about him coming to possibly Las Vegas, right? There's been discussions that Miami could be in the mix, the Dolphins, as far as that team and bringing him in. Obviously, the Bay Area is where he's from. San Francisco, would they, would they entertain it? I guess. But, uh, it's, but it's super, it's super interesting the discussions about Vegas because of the situation. You, you pointed out how we, we can assume that Derek Carr's yeah. gone. He's gone. He's Derek gone. Carr's not yeah. coming back right. to the Raiders. So there's going to be some type of transition when it comes to the quarterback position. You know, and, here. Then, uh, and Tom Brady would be Tom Brady would would generate all kind I mean all kinds of interest. You talked about Vegas being the entertainment capital of the world. It would be uh, there there would be interest all over the NFL. Right. And all over the country, quite frankly, if Tom Brady were to make his way here to Vegas. But think about also Rodgers reuniting with Devontae Adams. That's an yeah. intriguing piece as well. And, uh, again, I, I think I, – I hate to use the verbiage rent a quarterback, but I think we've got to rent a superstar for two years, three three years max, but two years just to get us on a different level, just to get a feeling of what it's like to have someone that elite at that position and then build from there. It's interesting you bring up Aaron Rodgers too, because it's a little bit of a different animal with him, right? With Aaron Rodgers, you still have, you believe that he's got what a three, four more right. year window than Tom Brady does. Correct. There's still a belief that Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback in this league. He's pre- look, the guy's was uh, is what a, a season and a half removed from being the MVP of the league. Right. So you're talking about a guy that can absolutely produce, and there's also the intriguing destinations for him, right? With respect to the Green Bay Packers, Rob, think about it, like. NFC, there's going to be teams that are going to be out of the mix. I, I, I would be shocked. I would be blown away if there was any deal made, my friend, between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. No, it's not we understand Aaron Rodgers, much like Tom Brady, you know, they're from that area. They, they grew up fans of that team. We get all that. But the Green Bay Packers are not going to sabotage themselves and put themselves in a position where you're going to be beefing up another team that you could be possibly facing when it comes to playoff time in the NFC. It's just not going to happen. Well, and ironically, if Purdy doesn't take over for Garoppolo, it'd be easy to have that discussion that Rodgers might go to San Fran while Lance still heals and Lance develops, blah, blah, blah. It's not even a question now because I, I truly believe Brock Purdy is their starter game one next year. Again, technically, we don't even know the health of Lance yet. Great player. Mm-hmm. I think he'll come back great. Uh, I think Garoppolo will sign somewhere else. I, I don't even think they entertain Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco. Yeah, that, that would make a ton of sense. And look, there's there's just other options, I think, that are absolutely more palatable when you talk about Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people have talked about the New York Jets, right? That situation there, we understand. You know, they have a young quarterback, but there's there's the feeling is there's not a whole lot of belief in him 
as a quarterback in the league and that, that the Jets would have no problem moving on, especially if you get the likes of an Aaron Rodgers sure. in the mix. They would absolutely do that. And, of course, we mentioned Las Vegas again, the Raiders, a reuniting with Devontae Adams here. It's Vegas. There's no state income tax. There, you know, there's a lot of things that are attractive for an Aaron Rodgers. There's a team here that is a you know relatively young team where and they're going to get younger with the draft this year. So there, there's things that that would that would be intriguing to an Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, both those teams are in the AFC. There's even discussions of teams like the Colts too and others and other team teams in the AFC that would be that would be very attractive to an Aaron Rodgers. Well, so what, yeah, one one team in the NFC a lot of people don't talk about and and I don't know any details. I'm just thinking out loud here. I don't know the health of Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles. Yeah. I don't know his seriousness of his neck and I could easily see Aaron Rodgers going to the big city of Los Angeles if for some reason Stafford, you know, cannot play to the level that he's used to play. Oh, no question about it. And look, they they were able to get the Cinderella story, right? You bring Stafford in the big in the big in the big deal. And by the way, as a Detroit Lions fan, uh, who thought that it was going to be a one wide one sided deal in that that franchise was going to benefit, and we were just going to kind of get the leftovers when it came to Jared Goff. Hasn't been the case. Right. Jared Goff had a pretty solid year last year. Great, year. and he's not really looked at anymore in Detroit as kind of a, a bridge quarterback, or right? right? Or an experiment. He's looked at as okay, we could we could roll we, this we guy, can win. and right. we can win, especially next year because Detroit uh, did you know, had a great finish to the season here in two thousand twenty two twenty three. The expectation is they're going to absolutely contend in the NFC North. And uh, they, if they just put a few more pieces, again, the draft is going to be instrumental to Detroit as well, too, as far as how much they improve. But with respect to the Rams, the Rams had a horrible season. Horrible. And, look, injuries played a part of it, no question. And uh, maybe there was a, you know, a Super Bowl hangover there right. that we talk about all the time with, with teams. But this is, there's no question that the uh, Rams, uh, there was a possibility, obviously, that Sean McVay wasn't going to be the coach. Right. He, he has other options as well, too, much like Tom Brady, uh, to, to maybe go into the booth. But uh, that's all kind of uh, fixed itself. Sean, Sean McVay is going to be the coach there. And so now maybe the kind of th- things kind of uh, level off a little bit with the Rams. But it, it, it is uh, certainly something to think about when you bring that up regarding Aaron Rodgers going to Los Angeles. That would be, that would be something that wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be totally crazy or out of the realm. Right, right. Yeah, you knew the Rams were a mess when the very first series they take the ball in game one and the starting running backs, Henderson, whereas Akers was supposed to start from day one. And, I mean, they had dissension and lack of chemistry from the very first play, and that just carried out through the year. And then when a guy like Cooper Cup goes down and, and Stafford goes down, it's just the end of story. Uh, we tell, we, we're in, live here in studio with Rob Ricci. He does a tremendous job with, uh, with uh, Farmers Insurance. When you talk about all things insurance, whether, whether, it's, uh, whether it's home, whether it's life, whether it's renters, Rob, uh, we really appreciate you spending some time and talking about this. And, Look, a lot of times when it comes to insurance, it's about the unexpected, right? It's things that happen that you didn't expect to happen. And uh, in the sports world, that was the case with, uh, with, with young people when they pass suddenly, right? And that happened with, uh, with a former Detroit Lion. Uh, in, uh, he p- played in seven games back in 2021. He's 25, year old, 25 years old. Jesse uh, Le- Lemonier, uh, 25 years old, passes away. And this is immediately, Rob, what I think about when I think about the importance of your industry and the importance of having peace of mind 
when stuff like this happens and you have an individual that has his whole life ahead of him and then all, all, all of a sudden, unexpectedly, you have a tragedy, right? And you have a family member that is gone. Uh, having your house in order, so to speak, and having you know your ducks in a row, you know, dotting every I and crossing every T when it comes to things like insurance – are extremely important, especially in situations like this. Yeah, and and I don't know his his family. I I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he has yeah. kids. I don't know any of that. But it, it it doesn't matter. Do you do you think the day he died that especially an NFL player that they worried about funeral costs that that didn't even yeah. come to their mind? What they're hopefully what they protected them on was his future income. And I and I don't say that to be greedy. I don't say that to get a chest full of money. But his future income was uh, staggering. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when I'm 85, if I'm still alive, I'm just spending money. But if I pass tomorrow, my wife loses all my future income. Now, think of this individual. And again, any 25-year-old out there, ah, I'm healthy. I'm single. I don't, you know what? Five years changes a lot of things. You find all of a sudden you're married with two kids. And, and then you wait and you, and you struggle just like we all do. And then all of a sudden you're 40 years old and you still don't have any life insurance. Get it when you're 25. It's that simple. No question about it. And it, and a lot of times when you're that age, right, Rob, it just, it just isn't, it's on, so it isn't high on the totem no, pole, right? No. I mean, the younger people when you're in, you're in right. your 20s and even when you're in your 30s in some cases, right? Uh, and especially in, in this town here in Las Vegas, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, we're in the hospitality industry. We're in, sure. the, you know, we're in the gaming industry where everything se- just seems may- maybe it's just me, but everything just seems a little bit more fluid. It flows than, yeah. than everyday America. Right. And in other places around the country. Right. It just seems a little bit more fast. If I was in the uh, middle of Montana somewhere, I'd be sitting on the kitchen table talking to a family about life insurance here. I, I go to the bar stool and talk to the bartender about life insurance. It's just a little mm-hmm. different, but yet the concept's the same and the need is the same, and it is peace of mind. It's not a piece of paper. No question about it. It's Rob Ricci from Farmers Insurance joining us here live co-hosting on Fat Tuesday with Chris Wynn. I'm also in sub-hosting for The Grinch, Ken Thompson. We appreciate that. He gets the time, he gets the time Mr. Rob Ricci, to spend some time with his better half there in Arizona. Extra day, right? It's great because we get to listen to Mark Hoke and Andrew Fish Fane on Mondays, and now he gets an extra day because you and I get a chance to come here and chop it up and talk sports and talk insurance here on a Fat Tuesday. Good stuff. Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad he's enjoying his extra time off, and um, we'll we'll definitely see him. Uh, I I guess this is probably the last – time i can almost say uh i'm i i was going to wear my rams jersey because uh the clock's ticking i'm no longer going to be the defending champion here for very long oh no you it's it's just we're talking not even two weeks my friend right and uh there's a certain producer that's here live in studio that might be uh might be crowing a little bit my friend at the end of that game coming up uh just a matter of, uh, what, 10 or 12 days away. So. You know, they always say, well, they usually always say, yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's gonna be a good yeah. game. And, and a lot of times it is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's not what we expect. But I, I think that the, the one thing nobody ever talks about with these two teams is the two defenses. And I think the team that plays the best defense and makes the least amount of mistakes is the winner. It's Tuesday. It's Fat Tuesday. It's Chris Wynn. It's Rob Ricci and Mark Hoke here live in studio. On the other side of the break, I'm going to hit the uh, Richard Badge and Philly Toyota uh, uh, scoreboard and much, much more as we continue to roll through our number one, SportsX Radio here on your Tuesday. Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when you are done 
Vortex Radio coming away live on a Fat Tuesday, 101.5 on the FM side, 720 AM side, KDWN, Talk of Las Vegas, and also streaming live on the World Wide Web at Odyssey. Uh, if you're, if you're if, hey, you want to jump on your apps, on your phone, on your device, and you want to hear some SportsX radio, even with some substitutes in here with Chris Wynn and Rob Rishi, hey, do it. Hit, hit up the app. It's A-U-D-A-C. Why? Talking a lot of NFL. Obviously, there's still a lot of other stuff going on, folks, in the world of sports. Checking the Richie Badgian Finley Toyota scoreboard in the NBA. Handful of games tonight. You had the Milwaukee Bucks at home taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Bucks get the win 124 115. If you had the Bucks uh, on the money line, you were good. But if you didn't, you were screwed because the Hornets uh, ended up covering the spread, not 11 and a half points spread in that game. So the people that backed the Hornets got the money. The Bucks got the win. Clippers go on the road in Chicago, take on the Chicago Bulls, get the win 108-103, the final there. You had the battle of the top two markets in the country in Los Angeles and New York as the Knicks were at home taking on the Lakers final in overtime. Lakers get the win by six, 129-123, the final there. In Cleveland, Cavaliers host to the Miami Heat. Miami gets the victory though, 197, the final there. And the one game still going in the NBA is up in Denver in the Mile High City as the Nuggets have the 83-77 lead over the Pelicans in that tilt in late third quarter action. In the NHL, I talked about the NHL All-Star break. It's not, it's not officially there yet. We still have some games going. We've got two more games left tomorrow night, and we had three games today that are all have gone final in Montreal the Le Habs go down to the Senators, 5-4 the final there. Washington gets the win in Columbus against the Blue Jacks, 4-3 the final in overtime there. And the Carolina Hurricanes at home there in Raleigh get the win over the West Coast LA Kings, 5-4 the final there in overtime in that tilt. I mentioned before also in college basketball, kind of a light slate. When it came to the top 25 uh, finals from earlier tonight, as the Maryland Terrapins in the Big Ten, they get the win 66-55 over number 21, Indiana. TCU knocks off Bob Huggins and West Virginia by four in that game down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 76-72 the final there. Alabama, number four in the country. No, we're not talking football, folks. We're talking hoops. The Crimson Tide get a big-time win over Vanderbilt in conference how many times, Rob, in conference, in 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 in, in a conference like the SEC, does a team win by almost seventy? Wow. Hardly ever happens, my friend. Some teams don't even score seventy. Yeah, like it's crazy. And uh, my math's a little bit off, but the final was one hundred one forty four. I mean, come on, are you kidding me? One hundred one forty four. Alabama wax Vanderbilt in a matchup uh, up north. You had DePaul. In uh, Chicago, getting the uh, taking it on the chin as uh, UConn visited them, ninety to seventy six. The number twenty four UConn Huskies get the victory. I mentioned earlier, Kansas took on Kansas State, that in state rivalry up there at Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, and the Jayhawks get the win by twelve, ninety to seventy eight. The final there, Miami gets the win, ninety two eighty three over Virginia Tech, in, uh, down in in uh, Coral Gables. Boston College gets a win over number twenty Clemson. Up there in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, 62-54, the final there. And, again, the one game still going is the matchup in the Mountain West. Mountain West getting some top 25 love, Rob, as the San Diego State Aztecs, number 22 in the country now, ranked uh, as of this Monday. They are on the road up there in Reno taking on the Wolfpack. Wolfpack down two, 24-22, 
with just under six minutes left in the first half. So uh, it's look, the Mountain West, uh, we mentioned earlier, UNLV gets the win uh, up in Colorado against the Colorado State Rams, kind of avenging, Rob, that wild and wacky game here at the Thomas and Mac just a matter of about a week and a half ago where they took on Colorado State, and UNLV had the game. I mean, they had it. And miraculous shots by Colorado State there uh, down the stretch. And uh, UNLV uh, ends up, uh, it was uh, Isaiah, Isaiah uh, Stevens was the actual guy who knocked down a huge three at the end of regulation, then knocked down another huge three in overtime to, uh, to get them the win. And therefore, uh, obviously, uh, it was very, very much a surprise that Colorado State was able to come into Vegas and get that win. Well, the Rams take it on the chin up there tonight against UNLV, 83-71 the final, despite the fact Colorado State was a three-point favorite in this game. Uh, the three-headed monster, Mr. Rob Rishi, of Keyshawn Gilbert, Justin Webster, and E.J. Harkless combining for about 42 points. And then off the bench, solid games from the freshman hall, as well as Rodriguez, who came off the bench, despite the fact that he played 35 minutes. And they combined for 21 points off the bench, which is a big, it, it, that's a big production. Uh, from their from the guys on their bench to get the win for UNLV. Yeah, and to be able to go there and win by double digits, it's it's a a bright light and uh, just what the doctor ordered for UNLV because uh, the timing couldn't be better, and uh, hopefully this will uh, guide them down a better path than they were heading. Yeah, no question because this was a team that was you know basically had one win over the first six games in conference. It was rough despite the fact they were ten and zero right. to start the season. So. Uh, EJ Harkless lead score again for UNLV to get the win, and uh, we'll see what happens. As they, I believe they have a game on Friday here back in Vegas, so that's the scoreboard that uh, we have so far. And of course, Super Bowl Sunday is on the way, folks. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs are set to kick it off in Glendale, Arizona, in just a matter of days, and uh, all kinds of storylines as we talked about. We, we mentioned the association regarding Andy Reid with both of these franchises. We didn't necessarily hit on the whole Kelsey thing. What do you think about this? I mean, Travis Kelsey, been to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, is, you know, you think about the two brothers. I'm a huge fan, Rob, by the way, of their podcast, The Heights. It's pretty, it's pretty solid stuff. They talk a lot about a pop, pop culture and a lot of other stuff other than football. But even when they talk about the football stuff, it's interesting because both, both um, Jason – and Travis are kind of interesting guys, and they're brothers, and it's it's kind of a good niche, and it's kind of a cool thing. And it's going to be cool, obviously, for his mother. I believe it's the first mother to have two sons playing in the Super Bowl. There's been a couple other opportunities for guys to do that, obviously, right. in the NFL. It, it was tough for the likes of the McCourty brothers because a lot of times they were in the, in the AFC together, you know, on, on different AFC teams. And also it was difficult because you, you had brothers playing on the same team. But you also uh, you, di- you didn't you didn't have it work out where you had one brother on an NFC team or one brother on an AFC team. So it just hasn't transpired. It is now, and uh, it's got to be cool for the Kelsey family yeah. to see this kind of off. I, I, I'm sure there's run. mixed emotions, yeah. and uh, you're, you're right about the podcast and and the Kelsey um, d- their dynamic. Um, they they've got some egos. Uh, they they definitely uh, put their egos to good use, but. Um, It'll be, um, I'm sure there's tons of side bets within that family and so forth. And um, the weather won't be an issue, which, um, you know, again, I don't think favors anyone. But um, it, it'll be nice. You don't have to worry about uh, trying to kick a 50-yard field goal in uh, frigid weather in KC. 
We talked about the betting numbers, right, Rob? And it is interesting when the the clock hits zero in that AFC Championship game on Sunday. Obviously, people started scrambling and trying to find out what the deal was going to be. And uh, it came out as a pick right, between pick-em. both of these teams. Uh, uh, you know, despite the fact that, that Pat Mahomes was injured, despite the fact that with Travis they're dealing with an injury as well, too, it's going to be interesting to see how that's handled. But uh, tra- tra- I mean, there's no question Pat Mahomes played pretty well in that AFC Championship game, despite the fact that he was hindered and that he was restricted a little bit. The first half, he was able to go out there and put up some solid numbers. And now he's going to have uh, the better part of two weeks to kind of recover, right, and get treatment, and we'll see how that all, that all matters. But it came out as a pick and then immediately it was like anybody that was wearing green or that was thinking green or thinking Philly just ran to the window, and it got pounced up to two. I, I think some places it was two and a half, right, where right, right. it was immediately shifted. And now things have kind of like settled down a little bit, right? And we're, we're to a point where – uh, you know, you're going to start hearing information. You're going to start hearing good news from right. the likes of, from the people in Kansas City. I think when it comes to Pat Mahomes and in Kelsey and, and anybody else that's injured, when it comes to you know leading up to the actual Super Bowl. And I think uh, at this point, whoever you're going to bet on, you might as well just bet the money line, whether it's yeah. a minus or a plus. You might as well forget the points. Uh, worst thing in the world is bet on a team at a one and or a one and a half, and then you lose on the one. Yeah. But, um, no, it. Um, I think it will settle into a, a one point. Um, I actually thought Chiefs would be favored coming out of the gate, but again, the the uncertainty, or perceived uncertainty, maybe is a better way to put it because uh, Kelsey and Mahomes look pretty darn good against a great Bengals defense. One hour is not enough time, Rob, to have you in to uh, talk things, all things insurance and all things sports. Talk to us about uh, how people can get in contact with you and uh, how if if they're looking for for insurance across the board how they can uh, get a hold of you. 702-335-5744. You can call us for any insurance, and, and that includes Medicare. My wife, a pharmacist, specializes in Medicare, and um, she is great. She will help you with uh, everything from your prescriptions to making sure you're maximizing your benefits. And uh, insurance uh, sounds boring, but, boy, can it have an impact in your life. And my job is to protect you. And um, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Just give me a call. I can give you a quote. Uh, if we're competitive, great. You got a decision to make. If we're not, hopefully I've, I've helped you learn a thing or two, and I, I'll just enjoy meeting you one way or the other. Enjoy your February, uh, Rob. It's, it's always great to have you live in studio. We appreciate your time, and, uh, and uh, we'll be back at it. It's going to be a fun game, my friend. It's, that Super Bowl is going to be fun. And uh, congrats to, to you know, a former Cardinal of, uh, you know, Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland. So. Heading to the Hall of Fame, the the one person out of uh, out of all those greats that uh, that was able to uh, to make it to Cooperstown in in the past couple of days. So uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys take care and thanks again. Thanks, Happy Rob. Tuesday. Thanks, Rob, for 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 jumping here live. Sportex Radio coming your way live. Fat Tuesday. Chris Wynn in for Ken Thompson uh, along with Rob Ricci. Once again, Farmers Insurance. Make sure you hit him up. One hour down, one to go, folks. And it's going to be a lot of fun here in hour number two. Mark Hoke, tremendous interview with Mr. Khan regarding AEW wrestling. I'm sure Mark might be able to work in some maybe football or some, you know, the other football questions in. But we'll see what happens. And uh, we're also going to talk to representatives from the East-West Shrine Game here in Vegas, folks. Thursday, coming up, coming up in a second. It's SportsX Radio continuing on your Tuesday. 
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Hour 2, SportsX Radio, coming your way live. Chris Wynn in for Ken Thompson, the Grinch, 101.5 on the FM side, 720 on the AM side, KDWN, the talk of Las Vegas, and also streaming on the web on your Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y to listen to all the waxing poetic that is SportsX Radio. And, folks, uh, we really appreciate you spending some time on your Fat Tuesday with us. Great to have Rob Rishi in live in studio and uh, talk a little Super Bowl, talk about uh, a little bit of college hoops in a little smorgasbord of, of sports across the board. And uh, we're going to be ramping up some football coverage, folks, here in the Las Vegas Valley over the next week or so. Obviously, there's no question that uh, when the Pro Bowl is here, it gets interesting with all the festivities that go down over that weekend. And, how you know, you have all the stars in town in the NFL, you know, that are not playing on Super Bowl Sunday, and there's no doubt that it's a, a lot of fun. But, you know, what's also great about being here in Las Vegas is the college all-star games. They are tremendous, and they are an opportunity for a lot of the young athletes at the college level, regardless of their, you know, big-time Division I players or guys that play in mid-majors or guys that play maybe in, in even uh, at other levels, whether it's Division I, AA, which is now, of course, FCS, if it's, if it's, it's even Division II or Division Three. It is a great opportunity and exposure for those teams. And joining us right now on the phone lines here on SportsX Radio, we're pleased to be joined by East West Shrine Bowl Director of Football Operations and Player Personnel, and also uh, both gentlemen who are representatives of the oldest college all-star game in America. Eric Yalko joining us along with Bob Roller here on SportsX Radio. Gentlemen, we really appreciate you spending some time. How are you on this Tuesday? Fantastic. We are uh, 48 hours from game time, and we're very excited to get kickoff here. Happen soon. Yeah, no doubt about it, right? Las Vegas is a place that likes to host big deals, right, and big things. And the <laughs> East-West Shrine Bowl is certainly one of those. You're talking about, you know, the nation's oldest college football all-star game and uh, coming to, to uh, Legion Stadium just a matter of a couple days away, Thursday, February 2nd. And, uh, 
it's an opportunity for us to see. You know, you're talking about you know 130 plus of the nation's top players, guys that will get a chance to get some exposure on the national level. And uh, you know, look, we we understand that a lot of these players get that throughout the season. But uh, there's no question that this is, a, this is absolutely a huge benefit to them to get uh, uh, one more opportunity to, to get on the national stage and to show what they can do against other guys that are looking to get into the NFL. Well, you're exactly right. This is the 98th annual East-West Shrine Bowl, and it's just amazing the who's who name the people who have played in it over the past century. 78 guys who currently are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and names from Brady to Sayers to Elway uh, to locals from Darren Waller re- most recently and Brock Purdy just this past year. It's really amazing that all of these young men are here, and uh, they also all week long get to understand that they're doing more than just a game and supporting Shriners Children's Hospitals. So both Bob and Eric, look, there's, there, this is a game that, that takes place every year, as you can imagine. So uh, I, I, w- I would expect that a lot of times – a lot of the direction and the coaching is coming from a fellow coaches in the college ranks. But talk about something that's changing this year, something that's different, that is not going to be along those lines, that, that, that should, should come into play, and that is a really cool aspect to the East-West Shrine game this year. This year we're going to be coached by, we are coached all week long in practice and during the game by mm-hmm. two full NFL coaching staffs. And those staffs have been fantastic all week long. We have the New England Patriots coached by Bill Belichick and, their head coach for the week, Troy Brown, and uh, Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons, and their head coach for the week is Marquise Williams. And it's been awesome for our players to be coached by fantastic NFL coaches like Arthur Smith and especially Coach Bill Belichick. But these coaches on the Patriots and Falcons staff, aside from the head coaches, are able to do a job that's kind of one step higher. So it's a chance to, for these coaches to develop and get better as coaches themselves and, and show NFL teams around the league they can be great coaches, but also a chance for our players to be coached and learn how to be a Patriot, how to be a Falcon all week long. So it's been a fantastic experience for all of our players and certainly the media and the personnel that are here observing practice, getting a chance to see how the Patriots, how the Falcons do things on a week-by-week basis. Talk about that association you mentioned with the Shriners Children's Hospitals. I mean, this is obviously a, uh, it's something that's very close to a lot of our hearts, especially here in Las Vegas, because the, the PGA Tour event here in Las Vegas is abs- absolutely sponsored by the, uh, the Shriners Children's for Hospital Open here with the PGA Tour. Uh, talk about that association and how much that's uh, been instrumental uh, to, get it, to get out uh, you know, uh, 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 enough information so you can get support for a charity such as that. Well, absolutely. Um, it's funny that we it's a college football all-star game in town working with the NFL Pro Bowlers, but uh, we all say that the all-stars this week are our patients and our patient ambassadors, and those young boys and girls are here on site this, this week. They will be at Media Day tomorrow in Allegiant Stadium, and they will interact with all of the East-West Shrine Bowl players. And so it really is a great opportunity for us to tell the story of Shriners Children's and for the many people in the Nevada region that have, do not know about the fact that their child or a family member or a loved one could be treated without totally regardless of the family's ability to pay. That story is just not known enough. And so every dollar raised, every ticket sold, every game program sold, 100% goes to Shriners Children's and no, no go-between.
Bob Roller and Eric Yalko joining us, representatives with the East-West Shrine Game. It kicks off Thursday, this coming Thursday, February 2nd, at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. An opportunity for, you know, you're talking about 130-plus college athletes getting a chance to showcase themselves as we roll towards the NFL draft. And you talked about, you know, how long this game has been active gentlemen uh, since 1925 that's going going back a little bit a while with uh, this football game gentlemen and uh, there's been a pretty uh, impressive list when you talk about talk about that as far as like uh, you know the number of players that are not only uh, playing right now in the NFL but as far as the alumni that that has come out of this football game that over the years has made its impact in the best football league in the world the National Football League yeah, we said it earlier, about 78 players in the Pro Football Hall of Fame came from the Shrine Bowl, but I think even more recently, Raiders such as Darren Waller, quarterbacks, a guy by the name of Tom Brady, who I think most of your listeners may have heard of before, too, played in the Shrine Bowl, and this past year we have, we think might be the next version of Tom Brady, and Brock Purdy played in last year's Shrine Bowl, and he was the 49ers almost all the way to the Super Bowl this year as well, too. So it's been a, a rich history of players from all across the country, from the best HBCU players and guys like Walter Payton to some of the best quarterbacks of all time, John Elway, Tom Brady, best players playing in today's NFL, such as Tom and Darren Waller. So we've got a very rich history of of players and many first-round picks, Hall of Famers, college football Hall of Famers, uh, and many, many more. We're we're really proud of our rich history as 98 years of of great footballs from 1925 till now, and we're going to build that this year moving forward with some great players as well. So Eric and Bob, uh, you don't know my background, but I am a former Division Three football player up in the Northeast. I went to a small college called Framingham State College. We are very proud yeah. this year, by the way, because uh, one of our alums, Josh Inuaju, who's who is a uh, yeah. linebacker, who was uh, actually uh, uh, was able to get into New England Patriots training camp, actually was play- played in a regular season NFL game this year with the Seattle Seahawks as a linebacker, and uh, that was just monstrous for our conference. But what I'm trying to get to here is that your game also is a showcase for guys that didn't play at the big time division one level right talk about I mean I think about guys from back in the day the Gordy lock bombs of the world right from from schools like Holy Cross the 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 Renee uh the 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 players from schools like UMass and Villanova obviously people think of Howie Long right when they think of Villanova are there are there some marquee players from maybe some not so big schools right some not some football institutions that have an opportunity here to make their mark in the game coming up on Thursday. Yeah, it's one of the coolest parts about the week of practice is we've got the Georgia helmets, and the Clemson helmets, and a lot of players from UCLA who had a fantastic year. And then we've got guys from Minnesota Duluth, uh, yes. Wagner <laughs> College in New York, Pace University, Harvard. I think it's really important is all these guys you know, are, have a chance, and, and many of them will be draft picks. And these guys get a chance to show that, hey, I went to Pace University as an offensive lineman, but I could have played in the SEC if not for different circumstances, different situations. And I think for for NFL teams as well as these players, it gives these small school guys a chance to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not far behind. I'm not a lesser player because I played with a lesser school. And they mm-hmm. kind of even the playing field for each one of these players. And that's why all-star games play a huge, huge role. And small school guys like that getting a chance to impress. Also guys that maybe didn't play as much in college, guys that were banged up their senior year and got a chance to show NFL teams who they really are. So all-star games get a chance to kind of level the playing field and why the helmets may be different. The opportunities and the circumstances are all the same for these guys. And that's why so many small school players 
kind of make their mark in, in the NFL draft process, starting with games like the East West Shrine Bowl. Yeah, no question about it. And look, I mean, it's it, uh, and uh, you know, look, there are a handful of of college all star games that are out there, but there's no question. Uh, you know, when you're talking about cream of the crop, East West Shrine Game is right there with it as far as. And now you're, you know, it's it's in Las Vegas, and and. It's been really cool here in this town, obviously, Eric and Bob being in the media because you see the, with uh, the NFL now here with the Raiders and you see a state-of-the-art stadium like Allegiant Stadium and you see a venue like this where it's able to host events like this, that it, uh, it, it's, 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 it's also an added incentive for people to get out here and go to this game on Thursday because, it's a, look, you're, you're, you're talking about one of the brand-new stadiums in the NFL. You're talking about a place where you know, a, a, a college team in UNLV gets an opportunity to play here. And I'm sure it's, it's going to be – I'm sure it has been, I should say, an exciting experience for all of the college athletes here uh, during the week, uh, whether, whether it's through practice and whether, obviously, it's the opportunity for the game – to be here in Las Vegas and enjoy the atmosphere and enjoy this entire experience. Well, there's no doubt about that. And we've had three wonderful facilities work with us this week for practice. We practiced at UNLV over the weekend at the Fertitta Center. Then we were out at the Intermountain Raiders Healthcare Practice Facility today, which is just spectacular and was a great experience for the guys to uh, go. And now tomorrow, starting with Media Day and Thursday night's game, they'll be in Allegiant Stadium, which I don't have to tell people in this area is second to none and just fantastic. One thing we are promoting heavily is the fact that uh, a lot of people, even in this region, may not have been in the stadium too often, or if they have, I promise you they haven't seen a $19 ticket. Uh, We have tickets as low as $19, and then they go up for the the East-West Shrine Bowl, and it can be bought, of course, through Ticketmaster, but on ShrineBowl.com. But it's really an amazing value that you can get in that stadium for those that uh, aren't uh, buying Taylor Swift tickets anytime soon. That that they can we can get them into Allegiant to see the game 5:30 Thursday night on February 2nd. You are spot on, sir. There are not a whole lot of $19 tickets when it comes to people rolling in to Allegiant Stadium. Make no mistake about that. And uh, it is a cool aspect that you guys have brought up regarding uh, you know this 98th annual event supporting Shrine. Children's in in the in the whole partnership, right, with the NFL Pro Bowl weekend, you know, and 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 as you pointed out, can be purchased uh, via the Ticketmaster dot com as well as uh, and and they start at nineteen dollars. But it's really cool to have the whole you know the NFL Pro Bowl experience really close. And look, I'm not I'm not here to make it be a schedule planner for you guys and and for your athletes, but it isn't it's 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 it is absolutely. A unique, a kind of cool thing that not only do you have your game on Thursday, but you've got the festivities going on over the weekend. So I would anticipate a lot of your athletes and uh, a lot of their families are probably going to get an opportunity to kind of to kind of soak in the whole NFL Pro Bowl festivities and experience here in Las Vegas coming up this weekend. Yeah, it's been great. One of the biggest reasons we came to Las Vegas, along with being a great host city, is that we had a chance to overlap and work with the Pro Bowl. And today, for example. Uh, our quarterbacks and our specialists got to do the Pro Bowl event that you'll see over the weekend at first, right? And a yeah. chance to kind of be a Pro Bowler themselves for a week. And tomorrow we'll have some of our players meet some NFL Pro Bowlers as they kind of go through and get set up for their Pro Bowl experience as well, too. So this overlap is, is, is very exciting. And, you know, one of our taglines is today's All-Stars, tomorrow's legends. And our players that are here during the week of practice are, are an All-Star and getting a chance to celebrate their college career. But it's also their first step of their journey to being longtime NFL players, and 
we believe guys like Tom Brady and Brock Purdy started their NFL legend careers at the East-West Shrine Bowl. So it's a great chance for our players to enjoy the experience being in Las Vegas. It's not a bad host city at all for these players to be for a week and have their families come and visit. I think also these guys get a chance to step in the seat of, of NFL Pro Bowlers, NFL future Hall of Famers, and, and kind of see what their future could be if they take care of business. So it's certainly a cool overlap and a cool opportunity for not only these players to enjoy the Pro Bowl festivities, but start to envision themselves as future Pro Bowlers themselves. I have zero doubt, both Eric and Bob, it's going to be a tremendous event. It's going to be a good football game and, and a great uh, opportunity to, uh, to see these players on display here for uh, one of the few final times, right, that they're actually college athletes and uh, before they actually try to make their venture into professional football. And, uh, and, and it, all, it all goes down on Thursday night here in Las Vegas. Uh, Eric Galco, Bob Roller, we really appreciate you guys spending some time on your Tuesday. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week here in Las Vegas. And uh, we're looking forward to a great event with the East-West Shrine Game coming up on Thursday. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate it. It's SportsX Radio coming your way live on a fat Tuesday. Chris Wynn in for Ken Thompson. The Grinch will be back tomorrow night doing his thing at Shriners Pub. Make sure you head or at uh, Steiner's Pub, excuse me. The Shriners is still on my it's still on my brain, Mr. Marco. The Shriners Pub sounds exactly. fun. It does Trust sound me. like pub. It, you know, I, I get the feeling it could be like circus-esque, my friend, right? As someone who grew up in Michigan, you know, in, in Detroit, Michigan, where the Shriners Circus was originally. Oh, the, yeah, the Shriner Circus. Oh, the circus. Oh, the circus there. going, my friend. That's South Central Pennsylvania. I know of the yes, Shriner Circus. Absolutely. So it was on my mind, and uh, I'm looking forward to this event. Uh, Ken, Ken is credentialed to go. I'm, I'm probably going to go to as well because I love seeing. I love seeing the college guys getting one last chance to step out on the field and get it, you know, and to showcase themselves against other great college players. And you know what? I love this aspect, Mark Hoke. I'm a Division three guy. I was a Division three safety, cracking heads out there. You were Didn't a have safety? A, I was a safety. Yeah, sa- solid 5'9", 200 pounds, okay. laying the wood. Thought I was Steve Atwater slash John Lynch. Didn't necessarily pan out that way. But that's that all was, right. I was hoping that, you know, that, that, was, that was the direction I was looking to go. But that's what I like about these games, Mark, is the idea that you get players that can play at the Division three level, right? And by the way, there's a lot of play. Mark, there's a lot of players in the NFL that didn't just play Division One football. You know, there's guys that have, you know, carved their way, carved out careers, and played in the league that didn't necessarily play at the Alabamas or the Michigans or the USC's. And that's kind of a cool thing about these these games is to get a chance to kind of highlight that. Well, you, you know, I went to North Dakota State, mm-hmm. and I think we've got 15 guys on NFL rosters right now. Yeah, which is a ton. And by the way, quarterback that was drafted in you know in the top two, yeah, a couple of them. So that's pretty impressive yeah, in I mean, that conference. Yeah, we've had our last three starting quarterbacks went to the NFL, and I think Jensen won before that. I can't remember if he got drafted; he was undrafted free agent. He at least was on practice rosters for a while and ended up playing the CFL. Yeah, but you know it's fun. We're we're putting some linemen out. Get ready to see Cody Mock's name in your your draft pools in the first. Late first, early second round. It's not a shocker from your neck of the woods that you wouldn't have big uglies that were making, <laughs> making, you know, making their names uh, when it comes to professional football, my friend. I would expect you guys to have some of the, those O linemen and D linemen making an impact yeah, a few when big, it comes to getting the NFL. A few big Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota boys. <laughs> exactly. Scandinavians. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are husky men.
They're not all located, my friend, in Wisconsin and Iowa and, yes, my home state of Michigan and places like that. Is it, they're not. There's, they're, they're out there, too. But they, the do build, they do build them a little bigger up there. They do, they do, they do. do that. So It should be a fun game coming up on Thursday, the East-West Shrine game coming your way here in Las Vegas at Legion Stadium. Kickoff on Thursday night. SportsX Radio coming away live here on a Fat Tuesday. Chris went in for Ken Thompson. A big treat coming up next because Mark Hoke, who's the fine host, of the Mark Hoke Wrestling Show on the weekends on KDWN here. You want to you know all about all things professional wrestling? It's, it's, it's Mark Hoke. It's Andrew Fishfane at times. It gets, it gets in there, and they know all. But a super cool interview coming up. You got a chance to talk to, to, to Tony Khan from AEW Wrestling, among other things, and uh, some interesting topics, to say the least, when it comes to professional wrestling, will be on display in this interview, folks. So it's coming up next here on SportsX Radio. Stay with us. 101.5 on the FM side, 720 on the AM side, KDWN, streaming on the World Wide Web on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Fat Tuesday continues live from Las Vegas after this. Slamming my head a little bit on a Fat Tuesday here live. Sports Sports X Radio from fabulous Las Vegas. Chris Wynn in for Ken Thompson. KT will be back tomorrow as he uh, does his weekly remote at Steiner's Pub on North Buffalo. Head on up there. You want to talk about great food, great atmosphere, opportunity to watch sports across the board. And you get to witness Ken Thompson live doing some Sports X Radio. Make sure you head up there. uh, The show obviously starts 8 o'clock Pacific time and rolls till 10. Quickly on the scoreboard, the uh, one game left in the NBA is about to go final. Nuggets, uh, well, it might go final. The Nuggets right now are up by 7, 113-106, the score with uh, 245 left in the fourth quarter. And uh, you've got a battle up in Reno as the final college game left as uh, UNR is hosting San Diego State. The Aztecs with a two-point lead there, 30-28 to as they are at halftime. Uh, Chris Wynn here live for Ken Thompson, as I pointed out. But uh, our own Mark Hoke had an opportunity to uh, talk with one of the movers and shakers, folks, when it comes to professional wrestling. Oh, you and, bet. Uh, and Mark, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to this because it's an opportunity to, uh, to get some, also some, some breaking Las Vegas news possibly, right, my friend? There might be. There might That's be. That's what I hear, some breaking news. Yeah, well, of course, uh, Tony, uh, actually, the— AEW reps got to me on Monday and mm-hmm. wanted to hype this week's Dynamite show. It's on airs at 8 p.m. here in Las Vegas on TNT. It's a terrific card, but we got to talk about all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I probed a little bit. I did. So would, would you like to hear it? Absolutely. Let's line this up. It's our own Mark Hoke with an opportunity to talk to Tony Khan and, uh, you know, the uh, owner of AEW Wrestling. And here we roll. Welcome to the Mark Hoke Show, guys. And we have a very special guest on the show today as we welcome, well, he's the king of AEW. What can we say? Tony Khan is on the air. Tony, how are you? I'm doing very well, Mark. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Well, so many things that I could ask you, and we'll 
I'll just start with some recent happenings. Uh, first, with the Briscoes and the tribute show that you guys did with Ring of Honor and then Mark's match, how difficult was that situation with Warner Bros. Discovery and getting through all that to get to the point where you got to have Mark on the show? Well, I think the most important thing we could do was pay tribute to Jay Briscoe on his birthday. And the way it came together... It was challenging to make it happen, but I really pushed for this, and I felt strongly we needed to celebrate the life and legacy of Jay Briscoe. And the perfect way to celebrate Jay Briscoe was a match between his best friend Jay Lethal and his brother and longtime partner Mark Briscoe. And to have Mark Briscoe holding up both of those tag team championship belts on behalf of him and his brother when that song played, as Jay Briscoe says, Reach for the Sky Boy, I thought that was one of the most iconic moments I've ever seen in wrestling. But more importantly, it was so great for the Briscoe family, so great for the Pews to be able to honor Jamin, to be honor, honoring Jay Briscoe on his birthday. It was just, it was amazing. So it was a challenge to get it to where it happened, but it was worth it. And it was certainly the best tribute we could give him and i'm i'm glad we were able to do that because right, i don't think that people realize the casual fan anyway about jay's influence in professional wrestling and what he meant to everybody professionally and personally he's such an iconic pro wrestler and certainly in my lifetime one of the greatest i've ever seen and in my professional life one of the greatest i've ever worked with if not the single greatest pro wrestler bell to bell i've ever had the pleasure of producing. And so many people said that at his funeral this past weekend. I can't tell you the number of people who said, some of the best wrestlers in the world, who said, honestly, he's the best I've ever faced. So not only was he one of the best wrestlers, but he had an amazing family. And I'm so glad that they were able to pay tribute to him in such a memorable, meaningful way on Wednesday Night Dynamite last week. Well, and that's quite a statement about Jay Briscoe for sure, especially considering all the talent that you have around you right now. How are you feeling about your roster on AEW and what you've been doing with it? We have one of the greatest rosters of professional wrestlers ever built. Today, I think we have the very best roster in all of pro wrestling. And every Wednesday night, just like tomorrow night on TBS, uh, we're going to go out there and put out the very best lineup we can. And it just so happens that tomorrow night happens to be, I think, maybe the best lineup we've ever had. There have been 173 episodes of AEW Dynamite, and I really believe this past month has been the most consistent, best month of shows we've ever done. And it culminated in one of the greatest moments in the history of the show, the tribute to Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, raising both belts to the sky. And we want to pick up and keep the strong shows going, and I can't think of a better way to do it than the lineup we have for tomorrow night's show on TBS. It is so strong, top to bottom, and we're going to keep the great ratings going. You know, we've had our biggest viewership in, in months just these past few weeks, and it's been growing, and I really believe we can keep this great audience going, and, you know, it's such a great testament to how hard the wrestlers have been working and how great the support from the fans has been to keep these shows so strong.
What do you think that you need to do at this point to keep those ratings going up? And obviously made some production changes. The new set looks terrific. Where do you think that you need to expand and, and change to take AEW to another level? I think the role we're on right now is the direction. You know, the ratings have been going up. The shows have looked good. The wrestling has been great. And we need to keep that going. We've had the most consistent month, and we've also had consistent growth. And I think by having these great ratings, it shows that what we're doing is working. You know, the new look of the show, the graphics, they look great. The production has stepped up to another level. And the wrestling, frankly, is at another level. You know, we've had the most consistent, best series of matches we've probably ever had. And I think it sets up really well for tomorrow night's show. This week on Wednesday Night Dynamite, tomorrow night on TBS, it's probably the best lineup of matches on a Wednesday we've ever had. And I think that speaks uh, to the show in recent weeks, how the stories have grown, the matches have kept getting more and more interesting, and we have all these great championship fights and high-stakes fights on tomorrow night's show, and we just need to keep it going. And, And I think a show like this one is exactly what we need to capitalize on the buzz and the quality of the show's in the last few weeks. Well, more Moxley and more Page is just fine with me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. It's great to have Mox back, actually. I haven't mentioned this at all. You're the first person I've said this to. But, you know, Mox has not been on TV the past two weeks since L.A. That's the first time in over a year that John has not been on TV for two weeks. Since he came back, he had not been away at all. He'd been on TV every week since he came back. And he's been out the last two weeks, and we've missed him, and I think... Uh, that's something that can help take us to another level tomorrow night on Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. And speaking of getting guys back, you guys went through a really difficult period with so many of the top guys getting knocked out. And It was actually the summer was probably the worst part. The summer was actually the most challenging time because it was a one-week period where the three biggest free agent signings of the entire year went down in about four days. Yeah. And we had Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, and CM Punk all get hurt with major injuries in four or five day period uh, from really from, I guess, from four days from Sunday to Wednesday, we lost all three of them to injury. And they were our three biggest free agents we had signed ever at that point. And they had really helped keep the company so strong. And then when they got injured last summer, we had to rally and the company came together, and I mentioned John Moxley, of course, Chris Jericho, and so many others came in and worked so hard. And the roster expanded. New people came in, people like Samoa Joe, Claudio Castagnoli, and many others. And now we've hit this point where the show has just clicked. And even with all the challenges and with injured stars, the roster is so strong right now. And that's why the shows have been so good this year. What was that like for you? Because, of course, everybody knows you are in charge of the creative, too. So having all that happen all at one time, how difficult was that for you? And I'm sure you had plans ready to go. It was so difficult, and I did have plans ready to go. It made the road to Forbidden Door and to All Out very challenging. So I had to do some different things to get to those pay-per-views than I originally intended. And the injuries forced me to change plans on the build to Forbidden Door, which ended up still being... One of the best shows I've ever seen. And I think in many of the year-end polls, we'll be elected the best wrestling show of the year. 
but it was a real challenge to get there. And some of the matches were different than what we originally intended. And so much of the build was completely different than what we'd intended. Uh, a lot of the matches would have looked very different and the TV would have looked very different on the road to forbidden door without those injuries. And then all out was the same thing. The road to all out was very challenging, but coming out of all out, we had great ratings and a lot of new faces on TV. And now the roster is in such a great place where the last month, the shows have been not only well-received by the fans critically, but also commercially very successful. And that's why we've seen this big bump in ratings and our biggest viewership in a long time. I think based on the quality of the shows and really positive word of mouth about AEW right now. Yeah, and that's got to be great going into the television contract negotiations, too. You have to be feeling pretty good about where you're at. I feel great about it. It's, it's great for AEW and for the TV rights for AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage that the shows are doing so well. And in particular, this growth for AEW Dynamite and the fan buzz about the shows is great. But also, it's great as we approach Revolution on pay-per-view. I expect another great buy rate for Revolution, which has done very well every year and continue to grow year over year. I think we'll do another great number there, but something that's been consistently true over the years, the TV, as we go into revolution, it just always is really good. (laughs) And and, uh, whether it was last year or, or in 2020, I think those are some of the best stretches of TV we've ever done. And now it's revolution 23. And again, I think this is one of the best stretches of TV we've ever done. So something about the road to revolution and AEW, it just, it's always really good. Absolutely. And, of course, that's on here at 8 p.m. with Dynamite coming up tomorrow night. What have you learned and improved on from running AEW since the start? Because, obviously, this was kind of a new venture for you, even though you're incredibly knowledgeable about wrestling, but actually getting into the business. Where have you personally gone in terms of running this company and learning how to deal with wrestlers and, and all the things that go with it? Uh, There's so many things that have changed since the beginning. Our roster is much, much, much stronger than what we started with. It's much, much deeper. And for many reasons, you know, we have three hours of television now as opposed to two hours. And it's really, really a testament to how great the support for AEW Dynamite was out of the gate that we were able to get a second show. And that necessitated a deeper, better roster. I think signing more wrestlers, that's been really strong for me personally. You know, the first few months, I was very involved in organizing the shows and keeping them on time, but we were probably a little bit more collaborative as far as a process. And late 2019, our TV ratings and our shows, they just probably weren't in a place that I was looking to be, and I wanted to make them stronger. And I think going into 2020, around Christmas 2019, I really vowed to myself I was going to take a stronger position and, and do a better job and or, and really organize everything or, or all the creative myself. And we went into 2020, I think, fresher, better, and more organized. And that run of television shows that followed was, at least at that point, the best run we'd ever had. That the aforementioned Road to Revolution 2020, the first revolution, actually. Many people still talk about those as the best shows we've done. And last year, the Road to Revolution, again, people were saying, wow, this this reminds me of the original Builder Revolution and just as strong. And here we are right now. And many people are saying as we approach Revolution 23 that, again, this is maybe the best run of AEW TV. And I think listening to fan feedback is big and also kind of trusting my instincts. And the reason I, 
I do that is because I think I try to listen to the fans, and it's it's very tough to have five, ten, fifteen people putting in feedback and then trying to listen to all of them. I would rather take all the ideas, organize them, and use the best ones. And I think that's helped us, you know, have organized shows. And I also do think the biggest thing of all has been the quality of the wrestlers and the wrestling. You know, we started with a great roster, and it's only gotten better over the years as we've signed more free agents, big names that have come in and made the show better. Yeah, it's been incredibly exciting to see AEW continue to grow. i got to ask you a rumor mill question, and I'm really curious to hear your answer to this, because obviously what was happening with, with WWE and Vince McMahon coming back and talking about the sale, your guys' names came up as potential buyers is there any truth to that that you guys are considering trying to purchase WWE? I don't know exactly what will happen there. I've been told, and I think they've said publicly, that there may be a sale process. And I think if there is a sales process there, certainly I'm interested in it and potentially being involved in it. So we'll have to see what that process is and who exactly they'll uh, let get involved in it. But certainly I'm interested in it very much. Fair enough. Well, I know you have to get going, but I want to ask you one more quick question. Should we be making plans here in Las Vegas for Memorial Day weekend for a certain event to come back? I'm just curious. Yes, you should. We should. I cannot wait. I really believe we've built something very special in Las Vegas with Double or Nothing weekend for the local fans in Vegas and fans who travel from all over the world to be a part of Double or Nothing every year. Absolutely. As long as I can make it happen, which I think will be for many decades to come, I expect. Double or nothing to be a part of the Las Vegas calendar, and Memorial Day in Las Vegas is about AEW now. Well, I think that's very good news for everybody here. So thank you for letting us know about that. I'm going to keep my calendar open for sure. I had a great that's time great last weekend. year. It was fun. It's absolutely. Memorial Day weekend, it's, in a, it's in a very important American holiday, and we've built a nice tradition there over the weekend. And on Sunday in particular, uh, in recent years, I think we've had a lot of success. So I would love to keep Double or Nothing in Las Vegas, and I expect to. Well, Tony, anything else that you want to throw out to the fans before we let you go? Well, I'm really excited about tomorrow night's show. Again, it'll be on at 8 p.m. on TBS, or you can watch the East Coast feed there at 5 p.m. if you want to watch it live on TBS East. Uh, But we're on at 8 p.m. on TBS West. It's going to be a great show. It's a stacked lineup. If you've never seen the show or if it's been a while since you've seen it, we're on fire right now, and it's a great time to check out AEW tomorrow night on TBS, Wednesday Night Dynamite. Terrific. Well, Tony Khan, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us here on the Mark Hoke Show. We certainly do appreciate it. And, you know, when you're in town, Tony, we'll have to get you in the studio and you get to meet everybody. They're going to be thrilled to see you. I got, trust me, I had people all over me when I told everybody you were going to be on. So, I think you're pretty popular around here. I love it. Well, I, I'm excited to see you in person and uh, hopefully have me back on. And I really enjoyed being on the show with you today. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Certainly we appreciate it. So there he is, Tony Khan, and admitting that Double or Nothing pay-per-view is going to be back in Las Vegas on Memorial Day weekend. That hasn't been put up yet. We were absolutely pumped, Mark Hote, to get some, you know, some some quality breaking news there at the yeah. end of that interview. That's good stuff. Well, you know, and, you, and you always worry about you know those pay per views getting moved around, mm-hmm. but you know, it, uh, well, from what Tony said, he may never leave, and it and it makes for an incredible weekend here in Las Vegas because then a lot of the independent promotions like uh, Future Stars of Wrestling with Joe DeFalco, I work with, yeah. and other ones come into town, 
and it is just insane. I mean, how, how cool is that, Mark? You're, you look, you're the host of the number one pro wrestling show and podcast in Las Vegas. 8 a.m., by the way, folks, Sunday mornings here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m. But how cool is that? You get an opportunity to talk shop, right, with one of the guys who's instrumental when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Dude, I had a nightmare about it last night. <laughs> Did you? I was so, I mean, I got I to gotta be honest, I was so nervous because you have, you have Vince McMahon and Triple H over in WWE and Tony Khan in AEW. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get any bigger than that. So getting a chance to talk to Tony and, you know, they they contacted me on Monday, said, "Hey, Tony wants to talk about dynamite." And I'm like, "Okay, great." Yeah. <laughs> so I was scrambling a little bit, but it was it was truly an honor, and he's you know he's a great guy, and I'm I'm pretty thrilled. And here's the card, by the way, for the show if you on dynamite and a lot you know like Chris, I'm sure you used to maybe watch wrestling a little bit, yeah. but you haven't watched it for a while. No, I'm not. That, not I mean, look, and, I, I'm not going to go out there and say you know, but I I I enjoy watching it, but I'm not. It's not something I immediate go to for me. Right, and and that's that's the way a lot of people are. They used to watch it in the Attitude Era for WWE. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, John Moxley, who was Dean Ambrose in WWE, taking on Adam Page. Third match of this trilogy, and they're two of the top wrestlers in the world. Darby Allen, Samoa Joe for the TNT title. It's a no holds barred match. These guys have been going at it. If you've never seen Darby Allen, this is a little dangerous guy. Yeah. You love to see him. Uh, Brian Cage uh, against uh, Kensuke Takashita, one of the Japanese sensations. And Cage is a monster. I mean, dude's big. Um, the acclaimed are going to be wrestling the AEW Tag Team Champions. We had Max Castor on the show before. And Brian Danielson and Timothy Thatcher, who are two of the top technical wrestlers, are going to beat each other up and twist themselves like pretzels. <laughs> and it's going to be fun. So everybody, you know, if you got some time, DVR it or tune in and, and watch it. It's going to be a blast. And look, uh, as much as you covered a ton of ground, right, when it came to professional wrestling, I got to say, Mark, I got to say, I was waiting for maybe one little question about, about Tony getting a chance to make Waffle House runs with Trevor Lawrence, right, oh, after wish, football games. I, I, thought, I thought maybe I wish you might, I had time. might swing in one of those, you know. I wish when it I came had time. To either, when it came to either the Jags or Fulham FC, baby. Next time, but I'll hey, tell you what, next yeah. time next time I'll ask him. Absolutely. Just for you, Chris. Absolutely. SportsX Radio, come your way. Fat Tuesday, everybody. We'll take our final time out and we'll come right back with the quick segment. I got a little a little juice, folks, when it comes to the Pro Bowl festivities coming to town. We have a participant, Mr. Mark Hoke, and Uh-oh. SportsX Radio Nation out there. That is a little bit of surprise that is a part of the Pro Bowl. I'll talk about it next on the way back. Rolling to the backside of SportsX Radio coming away on a Fat Tuesday. Chris went in for Ken Thompson along with Mark Koch here live, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, KDWN, and streaming on the Odyssey app as uh, we continue. Ken Thompson, back tomorrow. He'll be live at his remote at Steiner's Pub, North Buffalo, for the show, 8 o'clock Pacific time. And uh, this is a very busy week in Las Vegas when it comes to either college football all-star games, as we pointed out. We had both Eric as well as Bob on the show earlier. But it's also obviously time for the Pro Bowl, right, and the Pro Bowl festivities here in Las Vegas that will be taking place 
over the weekend. And what is a Pro Bowl? Usually it's culmination, right? It's opportunity to see the great players in the league that aren't playing in the Super Bowl. It is. You know, and you get a chance to see them, right? And you get a chance to see them on the field and play with each other. And that's kind of the cool concept, right? You get a chance to see great players from other teams play against each other. Well, it's switched up a little bit this year, right? Doing a flag football game now, Mark. So it's not going to be a situation where you're playing an actual game. And let's be honest, those of us who have been fans, NFL fans for years, those of us understand, look, the players, it's not necessarily a major priority, the actual game. It's the honor of being named to the Pro Bowl, right? And it's the opportunity to go to the destinations and spend time with their families, whether it was in Hawaii for the number of years it was, right? It's, it ends up being a vacation. Whether it's in Orlando, Florida, it was a great for especially players, the families, to go to Disney World and, of course, here in Las Vegas because everything that goes on in Vegas. But it's usually the top-tier players, right, Mark Hoke and Sports Sex Radio Nation? It's should, usually the best guys. It should be the concept of the Pro Bowl that the best professional football players on the planet should be the ones that are participating in this massive celebration of football excellence, Chris Wynn. So let me tell you something, sir. Uh-oh, what are you going to tell me? The Baltimore Ravens announced Tuesday they are sending a quarterback to the Pro Bowl. So immediately, what do you think? You think Lamar Jackson? What, Lamar? He's going to the Pro Bowl. Not wow. a shocker, right? One of the better quarterbacks in the AFC. No! What? It's not the case. It's not Lamar Jackson. Surprise! It's Tyler Huntley! What? The fourth alternate. Huntley was added to replace Josh Allen. Of course, he's suffering that elbow injury during the playoffs, becoming one of the most unlikely participants, Mark Hoke, and SportsX Radio Nation out there, Who? ever to play in a Pro Bowl. Who's and there's a the- the connection. There's a Mark Hoke connection here, folks, I'm going to get to. Uh-oh. All right? There's been a lot of not-so-great quarterbacks that have been in the Pro Bowl, right? Okay. And it happens every year because injuries or guys just don't want to go or they're playing in the Super Bowl, right? Right. And you end up guys who are kind of borderline Pro Bowlers but shouldn't be there but end up being there. I'm a Matthew Stafford guy, right? There's been years Stafford's gone. He's been a Pro Bowl quarterback. The point being, guys like Ken O'Brien back in 1991, right, had 10 touchdown passes. Guys like Vince Young back in 2009 had 10 touchdown passes. Guys like Mark Hoax, Mike Borla, and I have to, I have to admit, Mark, uh, he played back in 1975. I don't remember this guy. I'm I sure, don't remember I'm sure this Ken guy Thompson, either. I'm sure Ken Thompson will remember him, but I don't remember him. He had six touchdown passes back in 1975 and was a pro bowler for your Philadelphia Eagles. Tyler Huntley has two touchdown You've passes. You've got to be kidding me. Two, Mark Hoke, in this season, 2022-23, and he is a pro bowl quarterback. Who is on the roster? <laughs> Who are the quarterbacks on the roster, Well, here's Chris. the deal, right? So here's the deal. Mark and, and, and SportsX Radio out there. The initial Pro Bowl rosters were announced in December. Pat Mahomes was named the starter, and Allen and Joe Burrow were selected as backups. Uh, Joe Burrow's not going to go. The alternates were, are, were Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert second, and Jackson third. Now, Mahomes can't attend the Pro Bowl because the Kansas City Chiefs obviously are playing the Super Bowl. The other quarterbacks aren't able to play because of injury. Allen, uh, Tua with a concussion. you got Herbert at the shoulder, and you got Jackson with a knee. Burrow is also out of the, ex- uh, out of the ex- ex- exhibition. Uh, these are all banged-up quarterbacks. That opened up the spot for Hundley. Who's, who's, How the does guy had two touchdowns and three picks this season. He's the first quarterback since Vince Young in 2006 to make a Pro Bowl after throwing more interceptions than touchdowns in this 2022-23 season, Mark. It is, it is, it's just kind of hilarious, to be I, honest with I'm you. I'm trying to pull my standings they here don't, real they, quick. You're telling me they can't find another AFC quarterback that has What was Trevor Lawrence doing? Decent, decent stats, bro? Like, what, really? What he was, can't find seriously? another one? So, no, so look, in addition to, well, here's the deal, right, Mark? 
to in addition to Huntley, you know, Derek Carr of the Raiders and Lawrence was also added, by the way. So Trevor Lawrence is going. He was added by the Jacksonville Jaguars okay. today as well. So they'll be on the roster. But let me ask you something, Mark, and Raider Nation out there. Why is Derek Carr going to the Pro Bowl? Derek Carr, is he a Pro Bowl quarterback in 2022-23? He's a guy that's that's marred in uh, basically getting the boot out the door by the Raiders. Is he going to wear a Raiders helmet? I don't know what he's going to wear. Is he just going to wear an NFL logo on his his helmet? Like, how is that all going to go down? You remember the little machines (laughs) that had the plastic helmets that we paid a quarter for? Yes. Maybe Derek's going to have a giant machine there with 32 helmets and just... You know, turn the handle, <laughs> and one's going to pop out that he's just going to throw on. It's just so crazy, oh my, my friend, to God. think that uh, the bar's kind of lowered, isn't it? The Jim bar's kind of lowered when it comes to Pro Bowlers, my what friend. What was Kenny Pickett friend. doing? Pickett, oh. You could have made the case for Pickett, right? I mean, could have made a case for anybody. He had more than two touchdown passes, right? Unreal. Didn't he hear the season? Unreal. It's just kind of crazy. Wow. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so so Huntley will be one of those guys that will be at the Pro Bowl. Still going to be a lot of fun. Still going to be fun festivities there and here in Las Vegas as the Pro Bowl comes around. The East-West Shrine game kicks off on Thursday. you got the UNLV Runner Rebels in, in town here and uh, a lot of stuff going on. Big thanks to Tony Khan. Big, great interview with with our own Mark Hope there. Thanks to the representatives from the East-West Shrine game that joins us. Thanks to Rob Ricci, who joins us here live in studio from Farmers Insurance. A tremendous Fat Tuesday show coming your way. Ken Thompson is back next live in his remote from Steiner's Pub tomorrow night. SportsX Radio gets rolling at 8 o'clock. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.